Wherever you are, around the world, welcome to Stones Live, a Maidstone United supporters station. All the goals. Stones in action on Stones Live with Simon Miller and Company, the Stones' preferred estate agent. Everybody and welcome to James Watman Way in Maidstone, the county town of Kent, for this afternoon's FA Cup third round tie between Maidstone United and Stevenage. My name is Fred Atkins. I'll be your commentator this afternoon, alongside my Stones Live co-commentator and producer Nigel Seeger. We are approximately 15 minutes away from kickoff here, 10 minutes away from kickoff, I should say, and uh, atmosphere already is uh, palpable at the county town first time that Maidstone has staged an FA Cup third round tie in a uh, very long time indeed we've been to this stage of the competition on four previous occasions we've never got past it best performance was uh, at the Valley way back in the 1979-80 season when Maidstone managed a one-all draw with Charlton Athletic which earned a replay which took place at London Road just a couple of miles away from here uh, Maidstone have never been beyond this stage of the competition and, uh, Nigel how do you sum up the mood in the ground at the moment well yeah it's been buzzing isn't it since uh, for a good hour on that so now with uh, gates opening at half past ten here for the early kickoff. plenty of fans are in town early having breakfast in Weatherspoons and in the ground and George was out before the players come out for the warm up whipping the crowd up into a frenzy and yeah it's party atmosphere isn't it really it is, and uh, you already sense a different kind of uh, occasion here to normal. There's a lot of media presence here today, a lot of people here from national broadcasters, from uh, national newspapers, national news organisations. And uh, good to see out on the pitch just a couple of moments ago, George Alakobi having gone round and milked the applause from pretty much every area of the ground and a warm embrace with Mick McCarthy, who was his old manager when he was at Wolves. Elakobi, of course, had a long and distinguished playing career. uh, After coming to England from Cameroon, Wolves, possibly the club where he's uh, remembered most fondly. Yeah. And I believe he scored a goal for them against Manchester United at one point in his career. At Old Trafford, no less, as well, wasn't it? And uh, Mick McCarthy was here looking pretty much identical to how he looked when he was George Elakobi's manager, actually, which is going back a few years. About uh, 13, I think it was, since Vic McCarthy was there. And he is here today. And uh, what I think we'll do before we go any further is I'll get Nigel to run through the teams 
for Yep, you. sure. So we'll start off with your stones. Um, in goal, we have number one, Lucas Coraland. Number two, and captain, Gavin Hoyt. Number four, Reese Greenwich. Number five, George Fowler. Number seven, Jacob Berkeley Ajapon. Number eight, Sam Corn. Number nine, Sol Wanjo Smith. Number 10, Lamar Reynolds. Number 14, Harry Kipianu. Number 15, Sam Bone. And number 16, Liam Sol. And on the bench for the Stones, we have number three, Chi Endanolim. Number six, Rafe Brown. Number 11, Paul Pyre. Number 12, Harley Earl. Number 13, Riley Court. Number 17, Sam Smith. Number 7, Perry Inendolo. And number 20, Connor Kelly. And for the visitors, uh, Stevenage, we've got in goal, Tay Ashby-Hammond. Number 2, Lufa Winding. Number 5 and captain, Cole Pirigiani. Number 6, Dan Sweeney. Number 8, Jake Foster-Kasky. Number 10, Nick Freeman. Number 11, Jordan Roberts. Number 15, Terence Van Kooten. Number 19, Jamie Reid. Number 11, Louis Thompson. And number 29, Kane Hemmings. And on the bench for Stevenage, we've got number 41, Riley Kieran Kane Mitchell. Number 7, Alexander McDonald. Number 9, sorry, number 9, Elliot List. Number 16, Harry Anderson. Number 17, Finley Burns. Number 18, Harvey White. Number 20, Aaron Presley. And number 24, Ben Thompson. And the referee today is Mr. Steve Martin. And the assistants are Mark Dwyer and Rob Merchant with the fourth official of Craig Hicks. OK, so there are actually a number of connections between the sides, uh, specifically in the Stevenage squad this afternoon. A number of uh, players who have connections with either Maidstone United or the Maidstone area. So number six, Dan Sweeney probably being the most memorable, the most best known to Maidstone fans. Signed for Maidstone under Jay Saunders from Dulwich Hamlet a few seasons back. Scored in that penalty shootout at Stonebridge Road back in 2016 before eventually moving on to Barnet Forest Green. And he's back here with Stevenage today. I understand he's playing because of uh, suspension to one of the Stevenage players that occurred earlier in the week. And uh, apparently he has a spell out with injury. A couple of other connections as well. On the subs bench this afternoon, number 18, Harvey White, is uh, apparently from a local area as well. Attended Homesdale School in Snodland and has started his football career with the Medway Youth League side, Cuxton 91. He was uh, Tottenham Hotspur briefly and has played for their senior side against Crystal Palace a couple of seasons ago. He's also had spells at uh, Portsmouth and Derby County. And then a more historically, symmetry, uh, histomic, historically symmetrical point if you like is uh, presence of number eight for Stevenage this afternoon uh, Jake Forster Kasky now his dad Dave Forster believe played for Maidstone in the Kent County League for a season in uh, I think it was the year 2000-2001 and uh, just so happens that in the match program today they're saying on this day Maidstone played Bearsted in the Interregional Challenge Cup <laughs> would you believe it uh, 23 years ago and Dave Forster was actually playing in that game from memory. So uh, there's a certain amount of symmetry there. And so there are a number of connections between the sides. Now, these sides have only met twice before, and that was in this competition back in the 2014-2015 uh, season. 
was a nil-nil draw in the initial game at Broadhall Way, followed by Maiston famously winning the replay 2-1 here. Two goals from Franny Collin, the uh, the last goal coming in around about the 87th minute. Were you here that night? Nigel? Yeah, yeah, I was here, yeah. I think it was the best offside goal ever ever seen, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah, it was one of those sliding door moments, wasn't it? At that, that, that point in time, you know, it kind of enhanced Jay's reputation and was the catalyst really for that sort of rise up through the Ryman Prem. We won the Ryman Prem that, that season and, and then obviously the next season we went into the National uh, Conference South and uh, beat every in the playoff final. So, yeah, you know, similarly for, for George today, isn't it? You know, if, if he can get a victory here, I mean, he's already one of only four managers to manage Maystone in the FA Cup third round so yeah all to play for really yep and uh, off the top of my head I think I could probably name the uh, the others Barry Watling was the manager when we played Charlton back in 79-80 uh, a couple of years later it was Bill Williams yep uh, Bill Williams was the manager when we played Watford and also when we played Darlington now say so my memory fails me slightly we had Exeter before that in the third round and I can't remember if that was Barry Watling or Bill Williams I think it was actually Barry Watling on that occasion around about 1981 and then moving on 1988 when we played at Sheffield United which is the last time we reached this stage in the competition John Still was the manager then and uh, today it is George Alakobi who is walking across the pitch now see uh, Steve Evans the Stevenage manager ambling his way across to the far side players shaking hands out in the middle and we are about uh, two minutes away from kickoff here. Attention homeowners in Maidstone, this winter Simon Miller and Company is turning up the heat with our Get Moving This Winter campaign. Considering selling your property, we've got something special just for you. A complimentary market appraisal of your property, the convenience of an online assessment or an in-person visit, the choice is yours. No obligation whatsoever. But we're not just about the housing market. We're about community and making a difference. We've teamed up with the British Heart Foundation, promoting physical activity and reducing the risk of heart attacks and related diseases. So why settle for an ordinary winter when you can make it extraordinary? Get your property market ready with Simon Miller and Company and join us in supporting the British Heart Foundation. Call us today at 01622 691 255 or visit simonmiller.co.uk to schedule your complimentary market appraisal and be a part of something special. Simon Miller and Company, where your home and heart come together. Ever wanted your own online radio station but don't know where to start? Well, now, help is at hand. Good Morning World is a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Using easy-to-understand terminology, Good Morning World provides a step-by-step guide to getting on air with a low budget. Equipment, software, servers, setting it all up and starting your show. It's all covered. Good Morning World, a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Out now in paperback and ebook. And available from lulu.com, amazon.com and amazon.co.uk. 
Maidstone Web Design is a proud supporter of Maidstone United, iMusk and Stones Live. Our websites are fast to load, easy to navigate and work on mobile phones and tablets. Your website will automatically post to Facebook and Twitter, making your website more popular. We also help to get the right domain name, web space and email for your business. We offer a free consultation, so if you'd like to come and see us, please call 07905 357 140 or visit maystonewebdesign.com. Are you ready for all the action? It's kickoff time on Stones Live with Simon Miller and Company, the Stones' preferred estate agent. Absolutely packed house here this afternoon at Watman Way. Mason's tickets sold out very early on. And Stevenage have brought their full allocation here today. They've got about 500 fans in that section of the Elvis end. So one thing that I do remember from that previous game with Stevenage in the replay was that it wasn't segregated at the time. No. And there were very few actual Stevenage fans here on the night, which is a, a very big contrast with today. Now, it was a Thursday evening, and obviously the circumstances were pretty different. Uh, the stand that UE are currently looking at, which is probably holding at least a 1,000 people in it, was uh, a much smaller stand behind that goal to the north of the pitch here. And even looking at the pictures, the Manchester yeah. stand was only half the size it is now, wasn't it? So Absolutely, yeah. So there was a smaller capacity, and Stevenage at the time did not bring a huge number of travelling fans down. So when they equalised, which was early in the second half, there wasn't a great deal of noise, was no. there? So remember the contrast, when Franny Collins scored the winning goal very late on, the stadium absolutely erupted that evening. And really, I think it's fair to say that that was the first first of the great cup occasions here yeah. at Watman Way we had good games before that we were a couple of memorable games certainly in that first season when we were playing to, against Dulwich in particular I remember a 5-0 yeah we had a run in the trophy season. didn't we as well when we beat Salisbury or Riding yeah. High at the time good in run the in non-league the pyramid and, yeah now let's see if Mesa can make history this afternoon they're about to get underway here it's going to be Stevenage who will kick off. Stevenage are going to be attacking the Elvis end in this first half. And it's going to be their number 23, Lewis Thompson, who gets them underway. And all of the Stevenage players, or most of them, apparently on the left-hand side of midfield. This tactic a lot of teams are using at the moment, which is packing one side of the field from the kickoff to try and get an advantage. Thompson is going to get us underway very shortly just waiting for the referee to give the final signal to his officials just doing his final checks thumbs up for the assistant on the far side checking with both keepers that they are ready to go and we're underway here at Watman Way Dan Sweeney the former Mason player Hunting the ball down the left-hand side, headed up in the air. Stevenage win possession, headed forward towards the edge of the area. So, bouncing around before it's hooked clear by Sam Corn. And Sweeney heads it back down the left-hand side of midfield, and Sam Corn is fouled. I believe it was Jamie Reed that was the player that was penalised there, Nigel. 
Referee just suggesting that the match ball isn't properly inflated, so he's kicked that to one side. And signals for a replacement from the fourth official, Craig Hicks. Yellow ball being played with here. Yeah, yellow football. Lucas Kovalan today is wearing his uh, lurid green kit, right-footed clearance downfield. He's looking for Seoul. Might fall for Barkley Agipong here, but it's been cleared by the Stevenage number 10, Nick Freeman. And there's a big tussle on the left-hand side there between Sam Bone and uh, one of the Stevenage attackers. And Bone comes away with the ball, feeds Seoul down the right-hand side. Seoul now trying to get it to position for a cross. Got past one man, but not the other. And uh, Jordan Roberts nips in to clear that one as far as Sam Korn. And uh, now it's punted downfield by the number eight, Forster Kasky. To uh, Jordan Greenwich. Reese Greenwich, excuse me, is the player who intercepts from Maidstone. He's given the ball away. And a vital interception there by Kiprianu. And the ball is played out to the left-hand side for Nick Freeman. Freeman will lay it back to Forster Kasky. Forster Kasky, left-footed ball into the area. He's in a bit of space here, but the offside flag goes up and he shoots about a yard over anyway. Yeah, just the official there, just uh, breaking up that play, just in the way. Of, it's worth to know that Steve Martin is a uh, referee that Wrigley referees in the championship, so you would hope for a better quality, but yeah, maybe you shouldn't hold my breath too much. But Just looking out at the, uh, the scene here, say it's a full house today there's also a number of people watching from the park outside so uh, Stevenage trying to clear the ball only goes as far as Sam Bone Reynolds will knock that one down it's intercepted by Stevenage and the number 23 Lewis Thompson will come away with it Stevenage now trying to build something in midfield Forster Kasky will play that one down the right hand side good touch there by the Stevenage attackers a shout for handball against Thompson from the home fans it's not given by the officials and now Wildin will try and play it back. Cross goes into the area, headed clear by George Fowler. It's going to be a shot from Forster Kasky, and that'll go wide for a Maidstone goal kick. So if you are just joining us, Jake Forster Kasky, one of a number of Stevenage players with local connections. I believe his father used to play for Maidstone United. Way back when they were in the Kent County League, Dave Forster had a season with Mason, a very good midfielder for Mason at that level. Others being Dan Sweeney, the number six, who played for Maidstone during their promotion season. And Harvey White, who hasn't actually played for Maidstone, but he's from the local area. As Maidstone now trying to attack through Barkley Agipong. There's a low Ooh. shot, it's only just wide there for Barkley Agipong. Felt Ashby Hammond always had that covered, Nigel, but he didn't seem to be yet slightly taken by surprise. Yeah, just a little bit of a heart and mouth situation there, but as you say, it was comfortably wide. I think it's a goal kick now, but good first time shot there by Birchie Agipong. So right footed clearance from Ashby Hammond downfield. Good distance on that one. It's a header one by Sam Corner, only as far as Carl Piagiani. And his raking pass is intercepted by Gavin Hoyt. Sol plays it back to Hoyt. Hoyt, under a bit of pressure there, has to uh, play that one all the way down the touchline. He's looking for Sol Wanjiao Smith. It stayed in, and the ball will go out of play eventually for a Stevenage throw-in on the far side by the dugout. Right by Mason manager George Alakobi. In fact, it's taken relatively quickly. He's thrown down the left-hand side. Korn will intercept that for Mason Kipriano is uh, being chased by Reed. 
eventually manages to get it forward most under a bit of pressure here and they've given it away there could be a chance here for Lewis Thompson to get towards the edge of the area but it's good defending by Sam Bone so Mason a bit nervous giving the ball away again chance on the outside of the area again this time it's intercepted by Fowler great little bit of play by him boys chip forward for Wonjao Smith and Wonjao Smith has been brought down and uh, referee saying it was six of one half a dozen of the other waves play on headed forward by Sweeney as far as Thompson Mason get the ball back and it's whacked out of play by Terence Van Putin for a Maidstone throwing just inside Stevenish territory. Here's Sam Bone for the Stones. Cipriano, left-footed, raking ball across the uh, far side of the field. He's looking for Soul. He's found him. Terrific ball that by Cipriano. His Soul on the edge of the area. Goes to the byline, gets to the byline. Puts it across oh. just over the head of Lamar Reynolds on the left-hand side. Good work by Liam Soul there. Just beating his man and putting the ball in. But just evading that head of Lamar Reynolds there on the back stick. Yeah, there's an excellent bit of play all round there by Mason. Bone initially breaking up the attack. Cipriano with a superb ball across field and Sol just finding that yard of space. Couldn't quite keep the cross down though. And now the ball is going to go out of play for a Stevenage goal kick. It's looking at Dan Sweeney there. Your main memories of him as a Mason player, Nigel. Uh, yeah, I remember. I think it was just before he went to Barnet, wasn't he? He had a match-winning performance uh, against Eastleigh, I believe it was, on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Bitterly been... cold evening here. From yeah, it was memory. bitterly cold. But one of those evenings as well where the, the, the fog was just sort of above the pitch. And it's Sweeney who heads that back to his keeper, Tay Ashby-Hammond. Ashby-Hammond bounces it once, thinks about rolling it underarm, decides to kick it instead. Aiming for Reeds downfield. In fact, the header's going to be won by Hemmings. And uh, Wilden is after it on the right-hand side. Wilden checks back, tries to uh, find a Steve in his shirt, but he's intercepted by Bone, not for the first time. So a shout for handball there, and it's given. Thompson is the player, I believe was penalised, and uh, Lamar Reynolds is on the deck temporarily. So there's a free kick to Maidstone, fairly deep inside their own half on the left-hand side as they attack the town end here in this first half. For those of you that are listening to us on the worldwide stream, the uh, stadium here, basically in the centre of Maidstone, has been here for about 12 seasons now. This is in fact the 12th year that Maidstone have been here. Relatively new ground. The uh, old ground that Maidstone had was about a mile away to the south of here, southwest I should say. It's punted forward, but that goes straight out of play by Lucas Kovalan, and that will be a throw-in for Stevenage. Ball is retrieved by Dan Sweeney, is being told to go forward by his goalkeeper. Throws it to the halfway line. Kipriano will head that one straight back towards Wanjar Smith. Sweeney wins the header. Kipriano will bring it down. Goes past one player, loses out, but Bone wins the ball back for Maidstone. And uh, tries to pirouette, but Stevenage are going to break now through the number 11, Jordan Roberts. And I think Maidstone may be quite lucky to get away with yeah. giving away a foul there. Wanjar Smith attacking towards the byline, tussling with the number 15, Van Kooten. And the ball goes out of play for a goal kick. Um, I've got to say, I thought 
Greenwich might have taken the attacker out there, Nigel. I did think so as well. He just sort of got caught the wrong side of him and hooked his leg round trying to stop the breakaway there and referee let the play continue. It's one of those where he kind of made it look like an accident, but it looked... Yeah, one of those where you just hold your hands up at the end saying, what me, ref, but... Yeah, deliberately accidental, I think, is uh, maybe the expression. As Stephen is trying to tap down the left-hand side, the number 19, Jamie Reid, chasing after it. Looks like the ball is going to go out of play for a Stevenage throw right by the corner flag. Uh, Stevenage attack the Elvis end in this first half. We've had nine minutes so far. No clear-cut chances for either side. A couple of shots from distance, one for each side as the ball comes into the area and Kovalan will gather that very comfortably. Kovalan now immediately playing that one downfield to uh, Sol one Jao Smith, but he can't make his presence felt and in the end it's easily dealt with by Van Kooten. Lob forward as far as Fowler. And Kipriano will knock that into space. It's uh, headed back by Sweeney. Flicked on by Hemmings. And Bone will clear that one slightly agriculturally into the top of the main stand. Just about ten minutes gone here so far, Nigel. How did you sum up the opening spell? Yeah, I think it's pretty much what we expected. I mean, Stevenage don't exactly top the possession stats in the uh, League One, but uh, they do give a lot, the opposition a lot of the ball, which Maystone had had a lot of, but it's whether they can do something with it. I mean, obviously you've got to be where we know the style that Stevenage do play. They like to get the ball forward as early as possible which they're looking to do so it's just Maidstone having their wits about them really well, there's a free kick for Maidstone deep inside their own half after a foul by Reed, and it'll be taken by Kovalan who boots that right footed downfield looking for Barkley Agipong who wins the header flicks it on to Wonjao Smith Reynolds will pick it up Reynolds works it to Wonjao Smith back to Barkley Agipong Agipong Gets round his man, gets to the byline, puts the cross towards the far side of the area. Corn rising to head it. It might fall for one Jao Smith. It does, and it's just wide. It's a corner for Maidstone. Sol one Jao Smith playing in his centre forward role this afternoon, which has uh, effectively been forced into the absence of uh, the cup side, Matt Rush. And of course, Levi Amanchi, whose goals were so crucial getting Maidstone to this stage. Here's Corn with the corner, short to Wanjia Smith, little back flick by him, back to Korn, crossed into the area towards Reynolds, and Reynolds forces a good save there by Ashby Hammond, and the first clear-cut chance of the afternoon goes to Maystone, Nigel. Yep, good build-up play there by Maystone, forcing that corner and managing to get that header off there from Lamar Reynolds. Wasn't a bad header either, was it, no, by it Reynolds? He uh, got some direction on it, clearly had to leap possibly higher than he was expecting to as the ball is now raked towards the right-hand side of midfield. Mason giving a good account of themselves in this opening spell here. No goals so far, though. And Korn gives the ball away and it'll be cleared by Nick Freeman. Downfield, he was looking for Reed, I believe. Reed was backing into his defender, claiming a free kick, not given. You can see the discarded black and amber balloons where uh, Lucas Kovalon has just cleared the ball there. Korn will whack that one forward, looking for Barkley Agipong. Now Stephen is trying to win possession on the left-hand side of midfield. Barkley Agipong gives that one away to Thompson. And, uh, 
There's a shocking challenge there by one of the Stevenage players. I, he's going to be quite lucky to avoid getting a booking for that. It's uh, the number five, Carl Piagiani. I'm going to chuck it out there, Nigel. If VAR were here, I think that would not just be a yellow card. It could possibly be under review. For yeah, I think so. I think that's the way Stevenage play, though, isn't it? I mean, sometimes, you know, you've done that about the Greenwich incident just like five minutes ago there. You know, I think you can probably get away with a little bit more in games like this because you know, referees know the style of play that Stevenage are. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he's let a couple go early on, this referee. And uh, that was certainly one of them. He has given a foul. It's uh, floated into the area. Sweeney just about heads it clear. It's going to get to Cipriano on the left-hand side here. Cipriano lays it into Reynolds. Reynolds has uh, rather bought a foul off Sweeney. And Sweeney is going to get booked here. Sweeney's protesting. And I wonder if Reynolds realised that that had just got a little bit beyond him. I think so. I think I've, for the first year of the card, I certainly think that's a little bit harsh on Dan Sweeney. You know, from some of what the referee well, has let I go so far, you know. I certainly think it's harsh compared to the challenge that Pierre Gianni put in just 30 seconds beforehand. It's uh, not a dirty foul at all. But here's Sam Korn with a free kick for Maidstone just to the left of the area. There's a one-man wall there. I wouldn't have said this is the sort of position that Korn would shoot from. Half a dozen amber shirts on the edge of the area floated towards the back post and that is too easy for Ashby Hammond. Just looking for a flick on there from Solwan Joe Smith but that ball was just too high and comfortable for Ashby Hammond there to collect in the Stevenage goal. I think Sweeney might feel a measure of justice has been done as well given it was a fairly cheap looking free kick. So ball goes high in the air Reynolds and Korn rather get in each other's way there Stevenish can profit from this they're attacking on the right hand side with Jamie Reed. Reed cuts inside his man looks to uh, lay in well it could be uh, Wildin that's picked the ball up here lays it back to the number 23 Thompson crosses to the far side of the area where it's picked up by Freeman back to Pierre Gianni deep cross into the area looking for Reed. Cipriano will head it clear and then Reynolds will whack it downfield as far as Sweeney who miscontrols the first touch and then lays it back to the number 15, Van Kooten. And now Stevenage on the edge of the area with Reed sells one man, but he's intercepted by Sam Bowe. Referee waves away, appeals for a free kick. Steve Evans irate on the sideline. Maidstone breaking down the right-hand side with Sol. Now with Barkley Agipong back, or tries to play it back to Sam Korn, but it's intercepted by Freeman and it goes out of play for a Maidstone throw. Korn doesn't control it, but it rolls to Gavin Hoyt, who plays it back to George Fowler. And Fowler plays it all the way back to Lucas Kovalan. Evans is uh, unhappy with that decision on the bench. Do you think he had any reason for complaint there? No, not really. I think it was just what the referees let go so far. Well, just talking about stuff the referees let go. He's not let that one go. There's no. a foul by Forster Kasky on Sam McCorn and that is approximately 10 yards in from the touchline on the right hand side of midfield so we welcome you wherever you are in the world You're listening to this Stones live commentary on Maidstone United versus Stevenage in the third round of the FA Cup Sam Korn 
right-footed cross into the area. Better one this time. Might bounce for one Jao Smith. He goes down in the area looking for a penalty. I don't think he's going to get one this time. He uh, did get a penalty against Tunbridge that I thought might have been generous on New Year's Day. One, one thing I've noticed as well, just looking around the ground, there's uh, Ball Boys, something you can relate to, Fred. That's where you first started out watching Maystone, wasn't it? Yeah. Back in the day at London Road. It's a ball boy back in the 80s, a very long time ago. Of course, very different kind of ground, London Road. Had a greyhound track around it, so when the ball did go behind, you you had quite a long run to uh, <laughs> bring it back from the dog track. Remember you had to be quite fit in them days, then. Well, yeah, and uh, there were sort of tricks of the trade. I remember laughing when, um, I think it was, was it Neil Warnock who was complaining about ball boys in some fixture? We'll finish this anecdote in a second. We'll just watch what Mason do with this attack here. As uh, Gavin Hoyt throws that one into Sol. Sol knocks it back to Hoyt. Cross towards the back post, but that'll be fairly easily dealt with by Ashby Hammond. Yeah, we used to have a goalkeeper at Mason called Derek Richardson, who previously played for QPR. And uh, he would come into the ball boy dressing room before games, basically tell us that if we were winning 1-0 with five minutes to go, that we should just let the ball go over our heads. <laughs> just let it run past us. He said we were too quick to... Uh, get the ball back now it's almost become standard practice for uh, ball boys at uh, certain football clubs these days the Stevenish break on the right hand side so the number 11 Jordan Roberts can't keep the ball in but he wins his side a throw in and it's going to be Roberts himself I think who takes it no it's actually going to be looks like it might be Thompson in fact it's Luther Wildin on the right-hand side there. Looks like he's got a long throw, judging by the way that he's shaping up here. Wilden throws it short to Thompson. 1-2 on the edge of the area. Wilden in possession, tries to come inside. Goes past one man. A little bit of intricate play on the edge of the area here from Stevenage. And Forster Kasky is lining up the shot. So he's going to roll it back for Freeman. Freeman comes inside, thinks about shooting, crosses towards the far side of the area. There's a downward header by Pierre Gianni and the offside flag had gone up anyway. I think Pierre Gianni couldn't quite get enough force on that header, but it's academic anyway because he's offside. Yeah, certainly what Stephen looked to do, isn't it? In situations like that, get their tall uh, bodies in the box and uh, crosses in there. To be fair, look, they are quite a tall team. Anyway, yeah, Dan Sweeney was uh, always one of the tallest players when he was here. Must be pushing six foot four, six foot five, I would have thought, Sweeney. So Stevenage in possession in their own half. Nice little turn there by Forster Kasky. Hoyt with the interception. Ball goes out of play for a Maidstone throw to the uh, disappointment, I think it's fair to say, of the Stevenage bench, which is right in front of him. you'd think it's one of the Maidstone players who won't be phased by this kind of occasion having extensive experience in the Football League Greenwich heads that one forward Forster Kasky tries to intercept it Sol is there to try and pick it up for Mason little shove in the back there I thought of uh, Barkley Agipong the referee hasn't given it so play continues a bit scrappy in midfield here but well won back by Barkley Agipong who's running forward being pressured trying to play it out wide to Sol 
as Sol comes inside. A little bit of trickery from him to Barkley Agapong. He's crowded out by two defenders, but plays it back to Korn. There's a little one-two with Gavin Hoyt. Now tries to feed Liam Sol on the right-hand side. And Gavin Hoyt will get a throw in for Maidstone, level with the edge of the Steven Nigeria. 21 minutes gone here, no goals so far. Maidstone with arguably the best chance, a header from Lamar Reynolds that was well saved in the end by Tay Ashby Hammond. And the ball goes out of play for a Stevenage throw in on the far side, which is going to be taken by Carl Piergiani. Piergiani hurls that one forward as far as George Fowler. Solwan Jow Smith holds it up. To Stevenage win it back through to number 15, Van Kooten. There's a challenge from behind there by the number 16, Liam Soule from Maidstone. So it's going to be a Stevenage free kick for the foul on Jake Forster Kasky. And a free kick be taken almost level with the edge of the centre circle. In fact, the keeper's just taken it back a few yards. Probably just worth mentioning as well, there's no Biviskurung here today, uh, the hero of, for Maystone in the second round, of course, suspended. So it's the fourth game of his suspension today, so misses the game today. Yeah, Biviskurung, the uh, local lad who scored the winner against Barrow. It's a huge miss for Maidstone. For been hit fairly hard by a lack of availability and other complications, as they were boosted by the fact that Rafe Brown is able to play this afternoon he's on the bench today initially it looked like he was going to be suspended but it was a case of mistaken identity after he was sent off at Tunbridge on Boxing Day Brown was basically a substitute he was sitting well, sitting on the bench minding his own business when there was a bit of a melee after Tunbridge scored their last minute equaliser and Brown was sent off but the FA accepted it was a case of mistaken identity partly we understand because of the Stones live audio feed that was uh, picking yeah. up all of the yeah. remarks made by the referee. So Piagiani knocks that one forward for Stephen. He's looking for Reed. Reed wins the header, knocks it back to Freeman. Freeman on the left-hand side will lay it off for Thompson. Thompson towards the edge of the area, into the area, gets towards the byline, pulls it back. Could be a chance here for Stephen. It's rolled right across the face of goal, and it'll be cleared by Reynolds for a Stevenage throw-in. Major alarm there for Maidstone, but nobody in the box is. Sweeney to put a cross into the area. Kipriano gets the first touch to it, but sustained pressure here from Stevenage. Van Kooten, right-footed ball towards the edge of the Maidstone area. A back-pedalling Gavin Hoyt heads it forward, and Sam Korn now intercepts, and Maidstone can now counter on the right-hand side. Korn tries to find Barkley Agapong, but he just slightly lost balance there, and Piagiani will bring it forward for Stevenage, laying it off to the uh, right-hand side where it's picked up by Sweeney. Van Kooten, back to Piagiani. Piagiani will knock that one forward, left-footed. Picked up by Wildin. Stevenage just knocking it around fairly comfortably in the last couple of minutes or so. Van Kooten plays it wide to Piagiani. Back to Van Kooten. 
right-footed clearance downfield by the keeper. Sambone wins the header, but the ball bounces off the Stevenish midfielder and the visitors win the possession back. Evans is claiming there was a foul in the centre circle. The referee plays on. Good run down the left-hand side by Freeman. Rolls it inside to Forster Kasky. Forster Kasky plays it back out left-hand side now where Roberts will play it back to Piajani. Sol Wonjow Smith will pick it up and Korn will just whack that one downfield. There's no one near it. Reynolds is giving chase. It awkward sort of bounce that one for uh, Sweeney to deal with. Yeah, he did well there. It's a definite tactic during the bank holiday New Year's Day win over Tunbridge. Mason were almost playing up and under football. They were absolutely booting it high in the sky for it to come down. And it was causing the Tunbridge defenders all sorts of problems. So Stevenage, it's fair to say, are a bit better equipped to deal with that this afternoon. So Mason trying to defend situation here. Ball is worked out to Thompson on the edge of the area. Forster Kasky now. So great ball in by him. He's going to play it across the area. Good, smart goalkeeping by Kovalan, but the defender, well, Several thousand relieved voices over by the Elvis end there as the uh, referee spots an infringement. I think it was a handball against Roberts. Yeah, Kovlin did well there with that initial shot, just coming out and spreading himself, making himself look big, letting the shot hit him. Yeah, smart goalkeeper by uh, Kovlin initially, and then the bounce just hitting, I believe it was Roberts on the arm. So we are commentating today, we are the Stones Live radio station. Uh, we understand our pictures are being used on the stream around the world, wherever you are. We don't actually have uh, footage of replays for you. So if we're not entirely sure what's gone on the first take, it's because we've only seen it once. So we're looking at Stevenish breaking clear now with Forster Kasky. Forster Kasky pretty unhappy about that. Taken out by Barclay Agipong in midfield, just in the centre circle. Clearly unhappy about something. I think, in fairness to Forster Kasky, he probably was taken out off the ball there, and he's probably wondering why a card wasn't shown for it. And so Stevenich have a free kick just inside the centre circle. It was like it's been taken by Terence Van Kooten. Van Kooten almost on the halfway line here. Looks like he's going to chip one towards the edge of the area. Chips that one towards the penalty spot where Kovaland comes and claims easily for Maidstone. Keeper is signed for Maidstone just the day before the start of the season, Lucas Kovaland. Was at Chesterfield previously. And he's most famous for his spell with Torquay United, where he actually scored a goal in the dying stages of a playoff final with Hartlepool to equalise for Torquay, only for uh, Torquay to lose the penalties on that particular occasion. Sweeney heading it forward for Stevenage. And Kipriano plays that one, David Batty style, back to Lucas Kovalan. Talking of uh, playoff uh, final winners, Perry Ajani, of course, scored the winner for Salford when they won promotion to the Football League. He did, yes. 
Well, it seems like Salford are an established football league side now. It's not that long ago that they were playing here. Here's Sam Corn for Maidstone into the area to the far post. Oh. The header and he just can't keep it on target. It was just getting away from him a bit there for uh, Lamar Reynolds. And there's an injury to a Maidstone player. On the far side, it looks like it's Liam Soul who is down. He's going to be okay. Referee saying he doesn't need treatment. Yeah, good ball in there by Sam Corn. And as you say, it was just getting away from uh, Lamar Reynolds. He just kind of stooped to, to try and get a low header in at the far post there. But just the, play, the ball went out of play. But again, good build-up play there by Maystone. Just breaking out the, the Stevenage play. Yeah, there's been a, say, five minutes or so of fairly sustained Stevenage pressure. You can see the quality that they have and what you'd expect from a side who are near the top of League One. Particularly impressed with Forster Caspi so far. He's looked the most likely to unlock this Maidstone defence. Ball bounces to Barclay Agipon. And then there could be a chance for Reynolds to break down the left-hand side. He's got Wilden in front of him. He's going to try and get past him. There's a bit of a push there, I thought. So. Ball's cleared as far as Bone. Bone will knock that into the area. So it's cleared by Stevenage. Headed back towards one Jow Smith by Sam Bone. Hooked clear by the number eight, Forster Kasky. Bouncing awkwardly for Pierre Gianni. Clears it as far as Bone. Great touch by Bone to uh, bring down the crowd. Asking him to shoot his Kipriano. He might think about doing that. He does shoot. Hits Dan Sweeney in the stomach as. Uh, Rather optimistic shout for handball goes up from the fans behind the Elvis end and the ball eventually goes out of play for a Maidstone corner. Yep, the second corner for Maidstone in this match on this near side. Yeah, I don't think there's anything much in that for Sweeney there. Hit him on the oh, chest he and the other, he, he stomach, didn't have his yeah. hands out. So It was never going to be a penalty. Uh, referee... Just waiting for a bit of shenanigans to stop. Pull it into the area. Partially headed clear by Stevenage, only as far as Bone. Bone brings it down. It's on the left-hand side of midfield. He's got Corn behind him, if he can find him. Corn being rapidly closed down by Reed, And the ball is uh, out of play for a Maidstone throw-in. That's just the difference. For those of us that are used to watching Maidstone week in, week out, it's just that split second quicker to the ball from the opposition isn't it yeah that's right it's uh, Reynolds from Maidstone trying to work it to Barclay Agapon Cipriano goes through Thompson and Thompson body checks him and is penalised so Maidstone are going to have a free kick on the left hand side of midfield looks like Cipriano is going to be the man to take it possibly Sam Corn now is uh, coming over Cipriano might be the man to take it two of them standing over it Kipriano is being told to go back a bit so Sam Corn is going to take this one I think Kipriano wants to take that he's uh, yeah he's been very similar position to where he put the crosses in the last two games isn't he on that left side yeah he's been told to go all the way back to the centre circle for defensive duties and so Sam Corn hovers over the ball 
half a dozen amber shirts on the edge of the area. Wonjao Smith is the most advanced. And Korn will knock this one towards the far post and it'll be easily claimed by Ashby Hammond. Bit of an anti-climax that, and now Stevenage can counter with the number 11, Jordan Roberts, on the left-hand side. He's got Reed in front of him. If he can find him, Kipriano back covering as he was uh, designated to do from that free kick. And the ball is cleared by Maidstone. Wonjao Smith gets a touch on it. Really good touch, that one, by Wonjao Smith, but he can't quite get there before Terence Van Kooten smashes the ball out of the ground and into the Millennium Park. So a replacement ball is found. So Gavin Hoyt is the player who looks like he's going to be taking the throw. And there's actually going to be a little break in play here for a second as the players take on Fluid. We've had 33 minutes gone here. No goals so far between Mason and Stevenage. And uh, you can see Stevenage's class, can't you, Nigel? But you wouldn't say that Mason have been out-fought or out-battled no, at uh, points so far. Yeah, like you say, they're just that little bit half a yard. You can see their class, but like I said there before, you know, Stevenage are not a possession-based team. They are very much a, a direct team. They like to get the ball forward as quickly as possible. They do give their opposition a lot of lot of the ball. It's, it's just about whether Maestow can break those lines and and get those that quick ball in there. To be fair, they've done it a couple of times. There's been a couple of crosses that have come in there. Most recently from Sam Corn. Both chances kind of fell to Lamar Reynolds there. Um, but yeah, it's positive signs. You know, I've, I've been impressed as well in the midfield with Barkley Edgepon. I think he's... Uh, growing into the side. Yeah, he? he is. He, he's, he's driving forward. But Sam Bone is just being that little anchor there in midfield, breaking up the play and driving forward as, it, as well, as winning the headers and just being a bit of a nuisance player. It's one of those things you probably shouldn't say too loudly, but uh, Bone, I think, is certainly a player who could do it at a higher level. Certainly the National South, he has looked more than comfortable against Barrow and today against Stevenage. I think that that's his position, that just sitting at the base of that midfield, they're just protecting the back three, back four, whatever sort of system you play. He just is uh, reveling that role of being a sort of like nuisance player. Yeah, he can play in central defence as well as the ball is chip forward we're sort of talking about Mason they've had to make some changes today because of uh, transfers injuries and cup ties players Matt Rush who uh, is the top scorer in the squad at the moment after Solomon Jao Smith would have been up front today but he was cup tied having played for Avely earlier in the competition Levi Amanchi whose goals were instrumental in getting Mason this far was sold to Bromley after he was injured in the game against Barrow in the second round. So, ball bouncing awkwardly in midfield. Korn sticks a toe into it. Now Barkley Agapong will pick it up. Barkley Agapong, edge of the area. Best option there was to try and get around a player, but Sweeney read it quite well, intercepted it, and has played that one forward for Reed. And there's now a chance for the number 11, Roberts, but uh, Mason will win that one back. And Greenwich will emerge. Greenwich sells one dummy after uh, rolling it into Reynolds. Reynolds tries to roll in Barkley Agipong there. He didn't quite get there before the defender. Stevenage clear the initial danger. Now there's a good interception there by the number 11, Roberts. And Korn has 
rather taken Roberts out off the ball there, it seemed to me. So it's a free kick to Stevenage. I've got to say, I've, I've sort of talking back, we've only had one booking so far. It was uh, Dan Sweeney, and it was arguably for the most innocuous foul yeah. of the lot. So uh, I think Sweeney would probably feel fairly hard done by it because that was a clever foul by Sam Corn there. It interrupted an attack. Mason weren't going anywhere, and he's managed to get away with it without conceding a yellow card. So the ball is chipped forward by Ashby Hammond. It was the edge of the area. Bone will head that one clear as far as Freeman. Freeman will knock it back to Van Kooten and Van Kooten right-footed tries to spray that one down the right-hand side of midfield. Bit of a tussle on the edge of the area and Korn is penalised. And uh, Forster Kasky very unhappy with that decision. He's uh, already been fairly irate so far, Forster Kasky. A couple of occasions. But he does look like he's got that killer pass in his locker. So remember when his dad actually played for Maystone back in the Kent County League days, very few people would have been watching those. So the average gate then was around about 200. So he was a very combative all-round midfielder, Dave Forster. All-action player as Sam Corn gets towards the edge of the area. Might fall for one Jazz Smith, trying to hold it up. Eventually crowded out and Corn uh, fouls Forster Kasky again. And again, he doesn't get a yellow card for it. And again, I'd say he's possibly pushing his luck a little bit there. Yeah. There's another very clever foul, if you look at yeah. it that way. It's an interesting battle there developing between Forster Kasky and Sam Korn. Yeah, two number eights have uh, been heavily involved against each other so far. Although you'd say hasn't been dirty in any stage. There's not been any kind of uh, malice in this game so far. And Sir Piagiani is tackled by Liam Soule and the ball will go out of play for a Maidstone throw-in right opposite the Stevenage dugout. And it'll be taken by Gavin Hoyt. Well-travelled Maidstone right-back. Started his career with Arsenal. Brother of Justin Hoyt who made a number of first-team appearances for Arsenal before moving on. Here comes Sam Bone playing it out wide to Kipriano. Kipriano tries to play in Reynolds but uh, Sweeney has read that well and intercepted it and Sweeney is now holding off two Maidstone players before laying it back to uh, Wildin and here's Forster Kasky trying to roll the ball in great ball by him but it's just very slightly over hit you could see what he was trying to do there Kovland was off his line yeah Kovland had to just get his timing right there and he did just come out and made a sliding save. So Kovalan taking his time over this. We've had uh, 39 and a half minutes here at Watman Way. No goals so far between Stevenage and Maidstone. Remember that tie nine seasons ago. Initial game at Broadhall Way was nil-nil. Franny Collin actually had a great uh, chance right at the end, the end of the he? game, didn't he? He threw one-on-one. -on -one. He just yep. couldn't get his shot off, I don't think, at the time. Here's Forster Kasky and Korn tussling again in midfield and this time Korn has fouled Forster Kasky and this time it's a free kick and again that one I wouldn't have thought was a bookable challenge but you do wonder if it's just going to be a sort of cumulative thing in the end. Yeah. I'm not sure how many free kicks Sam Korn's given away so far but it's got to be 
four or five. As uh, Stephen is with Van Kooten, take a free kick just inside their own half, right in front of George Alakobi, who was uh, warmly embraced by his former Wolves manager, Mick McCarthy, before today's game. Flicked header into the area, but it's easily picked up by Lucas Kovalan. Kovalan just taking a moment to calm things down before he throws it overarm to Harry Kiprianu. Back to Greenwich. Greenwich, looking ball by him, but it's intercepted by Freeman on that far side. He was aiming for Seoul, but Freeman just stepped in front. Again, the sort of ball that you'll get away with in National South, but maybe not against this nah. calibre of opposition. So Van Kooten plays that one forward to Forster Kasky. Piajani, 1-2 with Forster Kasky. It's a lost possession, though. Barkley Agapong wins the ball back, surging forward now. Barkley Agapong, edge of the area. He's clipped, and there's going to be a free kick to Maidstone, is there? And there's a yellow card for Lewis Thompson. It was a powerful run by Barkley Agapong. Defenders clearly didn't know what to do, and Thompson, in the end, basically decided that the best option was to bring him down and Thompson's not protesting at all about that. No, the initial Paul, contact he? was just outside the D, wasn't it? Which was where the free kicks would be taken from. But, but despite that, Barkley continued his run and was brought down a second time. But it is going to be probably in a more favourable position just outside. Yeah, Mason have got a free kick around about 20, 22 yards from goal. Four, Four players. players standing over it at the moment. And... Uh, I'm just going to chuck the stat out there. Maidstone haven't scored from a direct free kick since, I believe, Noah Chesmain scored in the season before lockdown. That's right, yeah. That was the FA Cup game as well, wasn't it? Against Kings Langley, I, I believe. It was, yeah. As uh, Sam Korn and Barkley Agapong are standing over this one. Korn tries to float it over the top. And I think it really is time that somebody else started taking free kicks for yeah. Maidstone. Because that one has gone so far over the bar that it's cleared the town end roof and it's ended up in the club shop, I think. That was an excellent shooting opportunity for Maidstone. I'm rather afraid that uh, it's been squandered. Just thinking back to that position there, I just noticed yesterday on Twitter, just sort of saying to a few people beforehand, Charlie Seaman, another one, of course, released by Hartlepool yesterday, gone back to Doncaster after they've uh, got rid of their manager, but he was right here, here before lockdown, wasn't he? And he was a good free kick taker yeah, at the time. Yeah, he could take a few very effective winger, Charlie Seaman. Uh, pretty happy if he came back here, actually. Yeah, I would be, yeah. He was a very good player. So, Kovalan picks that one up. He gave us a very good season, but it was just one of those seasons, of course, it was basically the lockdown season when nobody was here, so he would have played all his Maidstone career with nobody watching it. That's right, exactly. Apart from on the live stream. Exactly that, yeah. So the ball is punted downfield. Piajani heads it as far as Sam Corn. Barkley Agapol picks it up. Bone now running into the danger area. Shoots Ooh. from long range and uh, took a deflection. So it's going to be a corner. Now, Steve Evans is complaining about something on the far side. I think it's noticeable that none of his players are complaining. No. So Ashby Evans kind of accepted his fate there. It wasn't the most powerful shot that Sam Bone will ever hit but did seem to get a slight deflection and so Maidstone have a corner here more or less exactly the same place it was 
five minutes ago. Yeah, we're in the final minute of normal time in the first half. Corner comes in, goes towards the far post. It's uh, fumbled by the keeper and it's going to go out of play for a corner on the far side. It's the right-hand side of midfield as Maidstone attack the town end in this first half. The town end, of course, where Franny Collins scored that famous winner here in the 88th minute the last time these sides met. Was at the time the, the bigger of the stands behind the goals, or certainly was the more popular one behind this uh, goal. Yep. Now been rather superseded. So Sam Korn lines up the corner, goes towards the back post. Fight with a header down into the danger area, but it's going to be cleared by Stevenage. And Hoyt, I think, knows that he had a chance there. I think he's regretting the fact that he didn't target that one slightly better. It's uh, two minutes of added time at the end of the first half here. Thrown forward to Wanja Smith in the area. Wanja Smith goes down, box, Yagamon. There's a penalty to Maystone. Penalty for Maystone. Well, it's been given for the second defence. Uh, Wanja Smith went down. Didn't see a lot in that one. Barkley Agipung has gone down. And the referee has pointed to the penalty spot. So we don't have the replays in front of us here, so I can't tell you how strong a penalty claim that was. The referee has given it. And Sam Corner's got a chance to put Maystone ahead here in the third round of the FA Cup against Stevenage. Sam Corn against Tay Ashby-Hammond. Corner had a penalty here against Tunbridge on Bank Holiday Monday and stuck that one in the top corner. Yep. You would assume that Ashby-Hammond has done his homework and will have watched that video. Gavin Hoyt just telling Piajani to uh, get out of the area. Just a little bit of outhousery going on. Corn not letting it phase him. Yeah, he was pretty much going to pick that ball up straight away there, didn't he? And so, Maystone with a penalty. Sam Corn steps up and... Yes! Maystone United won. Stevenage deal. Sam Corn with a penalty in the FA Cup here in stoppage time at the end of the first half. And it's 1-0 to Maidstone in the third round of the FA Cup. Gallagher erupts here. And Stephen is just look a little bit punch drunk at the moment. And I think what's surprising, Nigel, is the fact that we've only seen it once with our own eyes. It didn't look the strongest of penalty claims to me. But they didn't really protest too much, did no, they? No, no, they didn't. And so, Maidstone lead 1-0 here at Watman Way. Sam Korn, the scorer. And the referee unhappy with some encroachment from the kickoff. Kane Hemmings is the player who has been uh, penalised there. And so, Stevenage will kick off again. Sweeney will punt that one forward. It's uh, flicked on by Hemmings. Piajani will knock that one down the uh, left-hand side of midfield. It'll be partially cleared. And now that'll be the half-time whistle. So a huge roar goes up here at Maidstone. 
Just watching Burke yeah, Pong going off there. He looks to be in a little bit of discomfort. Yeah, he does look like he's limping as he goes off. Barkley Agupong was the player penalised, or sorry, the player that was fouled in the build-up to that penalty. And it may be that it was more contact than it looked from the initial view. So certainly huge upset potentially in the offing here as Maystone lead Stevenage by one goal to nil here at Watman Way. We will take a short break for you and then we'll be back with full live commentary of the second half here between Maidstone and Stevenage. Maidstone won, Stevenage nil. How long is 11 years? It's difficult to imagine 11 years. If a man kisses his wife goodbye every day, over 11 years, his lips have been pressed against hers for 14 days. If every day you jump the last step of your stairs, in 11 years you've fallen through the air over a kilometer like a skydiver. How long is 11 years? It's how long the record of a 12-month driving ban stays on your license. Time, gentlemen, please. Think, don't drink and drive. Ever wanted your own online radio station, but don't know where to start? Well, now, help is at hand. Good Morning World is a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Using easy-to-understand terminology, Good Morning World provides a step-by-step guide to getting on air with a low budget. Equipment, software, servers, setting it all up and starting your show. It's all covered. Good Morning World, a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Out now in paperback and ebook, And available from lulu.com, amazon.com and amazon.co.uk. Attention homeowners in Maidstone, this winter, Simon Miller and Company is turning up the heat with our Get Moving This Winter campaign. Considering selling your property, we've got something special just for you. A complimentary market appraisal of your property, the convenience of an online assessment or an in-person visit, the choice is yours. No obligation whatsoever. But we're not just about the housing market. We're about community and making a difference. We've teamed up with the British Heart Foundation, promoting physical activity and reducing the risk of heart attacks and related diseases. So why settle for an ordinary winter when you can make it extraordinary? Get your property market ready with Simon Miller and Company and join us in supporting the British Heart Foundation. Call us today at 01622 691 255 or visit simonmiller.co.uk to schedule your complimentary market appraisal and be a part of something special. Simon Miller and Company, where your home and heart come together. Hiya, my name's Tony. I live in Herne Bay, but I work in Broadstairs. The quickest way to get there would be by boat, but my Ducati is the next best thing. I come out on the Margate Road, along the A299, left at the roundabout, then along past Manston Airport. I crawl through Westwood Cross, then it's clear all the way down to the seafront. I park up by Morelli's Ice Cream Parlour. I normally wear a red and white leather jacket. If you drive that way, please look out for me. Thanks. Think bike, think biker, think Tony. Maidstone Web Design is a proud supporter of Maidstone United, iMusk and Stones Live. Our websites are fast to load, easy to navigate and work on mobile phones and tablets. Your website will automatically post to Facebook and Twitter, making your website more popular. 
We also help to get the right domain name, web space and email for your business. We offer a free consultation, so if you'd like to come and see us, please call 07905 357 140 or visit maystonewebdesign.com. Goldstone Insurance Brokers are the official insurance providers for Maidstone United and a specialist broker for all types of businesses. From shops, taxes and couriers, to hauliers, manufacturers, property owners and many more, Goldstone covers them all. For a no-obligation quote, visit goldstonebg.co.uk or call 01622 933 868. That's 01622-933-868. Goldstone Insurance Brokers, we have got your business covered. And come on, you stones. Come in. All right. Ah, Mr. Pilkington, and how are we today? Yeah, I'm all right, Doctor. Yeah, I've just, uh, come for my checkup. Okay, then. Pop your pants off. What? Just pop your pants off. Well, and, uh, I've got to take my pants off. Well, because I have to pop my finger up your, um, me what? to check your prostate gland. Don't worry about it. Well, I am worried about it, because prostate cancer kills 10,000 men every year in Britain. You can check that out if I get any symptoms. Well, there aren't always symptoms, and symptoms do vary from man to man, so the best way to check it out well, is I just pop my finger up I'm, there I'm really and have a feel. Just Don't worry about it. Is that it? Yeah. It's not that bad. No. I don't know why he was worried. You probably saved his life there. Does he have to be here? He's just a mate. Don't worry about him. He's just watching. Watching me at work. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in men. The chances are you know someone who's affected by it. To help make a difference, please donate to the prostate cancer charity now by calling 0208-222-7666. The Prostate Cancer Charity. Fighting prostate cancer on every front. The FA is committed to stopping abuse and all forms of discrimination. Inside the ground, if we can identify the abusers, we can take effective action. Let a steward know all stewards are trained to deal with these types of complaints and can act discreetly and quickly. Abusers could be arrested by police or rejected from the stadium. Anyone found guilty of an offence could lose their season ticket or club membership and the club could impose a stadium ban. So report what's happened straight away, but avoid Twitter or social media as they can make investigations more complex and mean attention gets diverted. To report discrimination, you can email the FA at footballforall at thefa.com. Alternatively, you can email info at kickitout.org. One, Stevenage nil in the third round of the FA Cup here. Uh, Maidstone 45 minutes away from making history. They have never reached this stage of the reached the fourth round of the FA Cup before. But in the third round on three occasions, the best they ever did was when they got a replay at Charlton Athletic going back over 40 years. But uh, they've never managed to get to the fourth round and they may never get a better chance than they have this afternoon. They lead 1-0 thanks to a Sam Corn penalty scored in stoppage time at the end of the first half. I think it's fair to say may have been a generous penalty, Nigel, from uh, what we've heard and what we've seen. We haven't had access to the replays. It looked like maybe there was a, a, it was a slight shout for a foul on Sol Wonjas yeah. just a little bit earlier, wasn't there? So yeah, Stephen it's, it's like, like, you know, we, we were saying it's, it's almost like he's you know, there was a foul on Wayne Joe Smith, then there was contact on as well on Bert Jedrapon as well, but whether it was enough to to warrant both players going over, you know, only the referee can say, but we think he's kind of not thinking one of those must have at least been a warrant of a penalty, so Well we uh, looking out on the field now we believe that Stevenish might be making uh, 
substitution or two at half time. I think Ben Thompson is going to come on. We wait to see who for. Now, it looks like two of the Stevenage players were going to be coming on at half time. So Evans clearly unhappy with how that first half went because you're saying, although well, like the penalty award might have been generous, I uh, don't really feel Mason could be that hard, you know. Hard done by by um, no no line, definitely you know. not. Say, we said we said on commentary, wasn't it, that Maystone had the bulk of the possession there and did create the better chances. I mean, Stephen had that one shot, didn't they? They put that cross that flashed across the, the the goal line, but you know there was that. We had four corners in that first half. Stephen didn't have any. You know, we, we had a couple of Amara Reynolds had a couple of chances. Um, yeah, generally, you know, I think. Mainstone have mixed it up a bit, you know. We we we, we said on commentary you can tell that Steven are that little bit half a yard quicker, but as such they haven't sort of turned that into possession and any sort of sort of guilt edge chances. So yeah, hopefully so it's all about Maystone just trying to keep the discipline here. So they have made keeping their shape. We were just saying it there when we were off commentary that although this is the first time in the current form that Maystone have been in the third round. We have been in the, the second round a few times in the last few seasons and the, yeah, the previous two we've both leading at 1-0 at half time at Blackpool and at um, yeah, if you're looking for MK Dons. They're not actually that great from a Maystone point of view. But those, but those, those fixtures were both away so yes. although there was a big away following in, in them, them uh, grounds you know the majority of the, the the crowd here at the Gallagher is Maystow supporting so, so that includes actually, we can just another aside one of the uh, coaching staff doing the the warm up there so Zach Foster Crouch who, on his Twitter earlier he said he remember being taken by his dad to watch Maystone at Hales Owen in the FA Cup about 15 years ago All right. getting up very early in the morning so uh, Maystone are about to get us underway in this second half Sam Corn will kick off as Maystone attack the Elvis end in his second period so 45 minutes stand between Maystone and a place in the fourth round. And we are Archie about... Archie has come out there. Yeah. Take his place in midfield, but I just noticed Riley Court over there just putting his uh, shirt on underneath his trading top, so... That would be a huge chance for a young man. Riley Court did very well in the Kent Senior Cup game with Gillingham here a while back. If he does have to come on, I'm sure he wouldn't let anybody down. It's a uh, free kick to Maystone inside the centre circle as we are underway in the second period here at James Watman Way. Maystone attacking the Elvis end in this second period. Sam Corn, the scorer of the only goal so far, will take the free kick. Absolute sellout here in the county town this afternoon as Corn floats that one towards the edge of the area for Kipriano. Kipriano heads it into the area. It'll be cleared by Van Kooten. And uh, he sort of punts it downfield in the direction of Reed, but it'll go out of play. Bounces out of play near the scoreboard and uh, into the Millennium Park behind the goal. Greenwich heads it forward, but Stevenage win it back. Uh, Stevenage now with a chance to build through number 11, Roberts. Roberts checks one way, goes back to Sweeney. Sweeney plays it square to Piajani. He's got Wilden on the outside if he can find him. Decides instead to play it down the right-hand side. 
to the number 24, Ben Thompson, who came on as a sub at half-time. Ben Thompson and Finley Burns, the uh, players introduced into the Stevenage side. He's trying to work out who it is that's gone off as a booking here for Freeman. Has Forster Kasky gone off? Looks like he has. I wonder if he's gone off because uh, Evans felt that he was getting agitated and he might have been a risk. As it is, Maidstone have a free kick here, which Coverland will take. It's just worth noting that Maidstone are attacking that Genko end. You say it's packed out there, and the, there's a bank of photographers down there, just to the left of the goal as we look at it, all hoping, of course, to catch that magic moment. Yeah, and uh, it looks like Maidstone are going to be forced into a change here uh, very early in the second half. So it looks like it's going to be Barclay Agipong who won that penalty for Maidstone, is unable to continue. And Paul Appia, I believe, is the player who's going to replace it. The loan signing from Leicester City had his loan deal extended earlier this week. Had a very good game in the second round against Barrow. So the PA system here has pronounced it Paul Appia, so uh, we'll possibly stick with that from now on. Kovalan knocks that one forward looking for Solomon Jao Smith. It's headed clear by Stevenage as uh, goes out of a for a throw in picked up by George Elakobi the manager on the far side. Thrown forward by Kipriano. One Jao Smith goes down looking for a foul doesn't get one. Pierre Gianni will whack that one forward looking for Reed. It's held up as far as Freeman and now they can break down the right hand side. Stevens cross into the area. Easily dealt with by Lucas Kovalan. It was at this stage nine years ago that Stephen has equalised very early in the second they half. They did, yeah, that's right. So Kovalan just telling the referee that this ball isn't properly inflated. So Ballway on the far side has been summoned. That's two balls that have gone out now. Yeah. Well, it's the same one. They've just gone and tried to use it again. But and uh, referee just checking that that one's okay. So very rapid referee there, wasn't he? He <laughs> yeah. up sprinting up the field. Kovalev knocks it downfield, but Sweeney wins the header. It's intercepted by Fowler. Headed straight back up in the air. Apaya gets his first touch, and it goes out of play for a throw-in. On the massed bank of uh, fans, three or four deep on that far side. Stephen is going to throw in just in front of the Maidstone bench. Intercepted by Harry Cipriano, high up in the air. It'll fall for Carl Piagiani. And uh, Wildin tried to knock that one forward. It sort of hit Sol in the head, I think. And uh, Sol is carrying on. Apaya tussling for it with Freeman goes back to Wildin. Wildin gives it away to Sol Wanjiao Smith. Wanjiao Smith tries to lay in Reynolds, and Reynolds is uh, almost onto it, but good goalkeeping there by Ashby Hammond. Out to uh, relieve the danger. It would have been a great ball that one. It was just the keeper was very smart off his line there to deny the on rushing Reynolds. Now Piagiani. 
left-footed ball out towards the right-hand side of midfield. It's flicked on by the sub, Ben Thompson, and it's going to be kept in play, is it? It's going to go out of play for a Stevenage throw after a uh, robust challenge from Harry Kipriano on that far side. Uh, Kipriano just making sure they're just stopping that cross coming in from the Stevenage. Stevenage with the throw on the right-hand side of midfield. It's going to be taken by the number 15, Van Kooten. Van Kooten looks like he's got a long throw on him. This one is relatively short, though. Good header one by Apaya. And the ball is knocked out of play by Ben Thompson for a Maidstone throw to the ironic cheers of the home supporters. High fives there from Sam Bone for Paul Pyre for that challenge. You, Paul Pyre has just lined up alongside uh, Sam Bone just in front of that back four. Maidstone are playing today. Sam Corn now pushing that little bit more forward. headed up in the air from the throw-in. Apaya wins it back, but it bounces awkwardly. Reynolds will knock that one forward, but he won't be able to keep possession there. It was Sweeney that made the interception, and now Stevenich are into the area, and Stevenich should score, but it's just tipped wide by Lucas Kovalan. A fantastic save by him from Reed. Fantastic save there by Kovalan. That's one of his wits about him. Just a uh, toe poke there, really, from uh, the Stevenich striker, and Sat Kof up nicely for him. Yeah, he did, did. Just uh, Kovlin, as I say, had his wits about him and just parried it away. Here comes the corner for Stevenich. Deep into the area, it's headed down, it's cleared off the line by Sam Bone. And Kovalan falls on it, and uh, Sam Korn has just sort of smothered that almost with his knees. Yeah, he just uh, kind of stuck his right leg out there, didn't he? And he just, luckily the bounce was kind, and as I say, it just fell to Kovlin's feet and he just dived on it. It was Pierre Gianni with the header. Powerful downward header and corner sort of smothered it and then it's just squirted loose to Lucas Kovalan who made a great save just a few seconds earlier. But that is a sign of the uh, threat that Stevenage possess and it could be a long 40 or so minutes for Maidstone from here. It's certainly going to feel like it as long as they're 1-0 ahead. Stevenage trying to break down the right-hand side now. And, uh, Kipriano is penalised for a foul on Van Kooten, I believe, on that far side. And it's Van Kooten who's going to take the free kick. <coughs> 53 minutes gone here. Maidstone 1, Stevenage 0. Sam Corner the only goal from the penalty spot just before half-time. chipped into the area but it's easy for Lucas Kovalan whose uh, confidence will have been done no end of good from that save that he just made yeah we said before we came on air today that Kovalan's got to have a big game today as he's done all season really he's made some fantastic saves he's absolutely powered that one downfield it's bouncing towards the edge of the area it's like it's going to fall for Sweeney and Sweeney will just whack that one downfield round about the halfway line Fowler will get to the header there's a sort of attempt by Freeman to play the ball he doesn't really get away with it now Reynolds tries to break into midfield but he's tackled by Wilden and now Stevenish can break down the right hand side with uh, Ben Thompson Ben Thompson surging through the middle plays it to Reed. Reed, edge of the area thinks about chipping it into the box he does chip it into the box and in the end Sam Corn just about whacks it clear only as far as Wilden Wilden will knock that one to the far side of the area and it's 
easily dealt with by Lucas Kovalan. Ben Thompson looking quite lively since coming on at half-time. Yeah, he's definitely made a difference, hasn't he? He's, he's kind of more that running player that we were talking about Birchage upon doing for Maystone in the first half. Just breaking from midfield there and running with the ball. Long clearance downfield by Kovalan, flicked back by Piagiani to his goalkeeper. It's uh, risky, but he had one J.R. Smith on his shoulder. Just about got enough on it. Powerful header by Reese Greenwich forward. Looking for Reynolds. Reynolds tussling for possession with Wildin. Manages to get it to Apoya. Apoya back to Hoyt and Hoyt forward. Looking for Sol Jao Smith. And uh, Greenwich is underneath that one. It might break for Sam Korn in midfield. And Korn, all he could really do there was chip that one forward. He was looking for Liam Sol on the left-hand side. So, just say one thing I have noticed... We were talking about the game being a sellout. Everybody here, and uh, there have been several people watching in the park behind the far side of this ground. There's actually somebody way up high in one of the trees yes. uh, in a very precarious position. Uh, he's probably getting quite a decent view, but I wasn't sure he'd be feeling that comfortable. Here's Thompson for Stevenage, rolling it into the path of the number 17 for Stevenage Burns. He crosses into the area, but it's cleared as far as Van Kooten. Has it back to Burns, back into Thompson, Thompson to the edge of the area. And now Freeman for Stevenage, rolling it inside to the number 11, Roberts. Could be a shooting chance here for Burns, but uh, it's picked up by Appiah. Appiah tussling with Burns. A raking pass to the left-hand side by Sam Bone doesn't quite reach Reynolds on that far side. In fact, it's Liam Soul, excuse me. But it goes out of play for a Maidstone throw-in. There must be what uh, a dozen people outside, all in the gaps in the. There's a few hiding be behind the trees that, as well. Actually. There's maybe half a dozen to the left of the scoreboard. And a couple, right, a couple seem to be standing right behind it. Yeah. Slightly bizarre. Uh, there's probably another 12 in the sort of thicket. As uh, Stevenage make a sub, Jordan Roberts comes off, and Harvey White comes on to play at his hometown stadium. Cipriano does well to keep that in on the far side. Might fall for uh, Appiah, I think it was there. And the ball bounces awkwardly around the midfield and now Stevenage could break on the left-hand side with Nick Freeman. Rolls it back to Wildin. Wildin plays it back to Piagiani. And White gets his first touch in midfield. He was saying before the show, he's uh, formerly with Tottenham, did play for them against Crystal Palace once. And uh, since been with Tunbridge. Tunbridge, excuse me, Tottenham. This is the non-league mindset uh, kicking in here. So we're not used to dealing with occasions like this down here at Mason. No. It's quite an interesting experience to be here with all the world's media here. I would say the world's media, but certainly there are a lot of national broadcasters here. Uh, journalists that you wouldn't normally see here and people that you wouldn't normally see here. So I mentioned earlier, Mick McCarthy, George Elakobi's manager when he was at Wolves is here and he gave him a very warm embrace before the start of play. That was good to see. 
There's an interview with Mick McCarthy in the uh, Kent Messenger not that long ago, actually, where he was talking about how he thought George would be well suited to management. And so the ball just sort of bounces awkwardly around midfield. And uh, Thompson it is for Stephen as you gives it away to Sol, but it's won back by White. Stevenish now under a little bit of pressure. Sweeney has to give it back to the keeper. First time clearance downfield in the direction of uh, Reese Greenwich. The header was won by the number 29 Hemmings. And there's a shot easily dealt with by Kovalan in the end. It's just a bit of a break in play there as Hemmings looks like he's injured. Bone being rather vocal there, just exchanging words with Greenwich but he's, he's urging the team to get forward not to sit too deep yeah sitting on the lead is not going to work is it I don't no. think I mean you might get away with that but uh, it's risky and it looks like we're going to see a change for Mason it looks like Chi Zenalim is going to come on fairly shortly as uh, Kipriano makes a bit of a hash of that but recovers well chips it into Sam Corn it might fall for one just if it might fall for Sam Corn it's oh. good defending in the end by Piergiani. Just for a second, it looked like it might sit up for Sam Corn. Uh, yeah, he did well there, Piergiani, just getting his body between himself and Sam Corn, just letting that ball come through to Ashby Hammond. But White will knock that one back to uh, Wildin. Not the greatest of touches by Wildin, and White is uh, put under a bit of pressure there. Ball goes out of play for a Maidstone throw, just inside their own half. going to be taken by Gavin Hoyt we've had an, exactly an hour now here Maidstone leading by one goal to nil the only goal coming from Sam Corn just before half time from the penalty spot apart from anything else you have to salute Sam Corn's nerve in converting that penalty on an occasion like this far bigger audience than uh, most of these players are used to Maidstone's average gate around about the 2000 mark there'll be around 4000 in here today uh, Sam Corn certainly seems to have that big game mentality. So Lucas Kovalan is a free kick for Maidstone here. And they're going to pump that one forward towards the edge of the area. Might fall for Sam Corn, might fall for Reynolds. Reynolds is trying to bring it on the right hand side. There's going to be a free kick, is there for offside? Nope, it's a free kick to Maidstone. Behind the stand, it is absolutely rocking right now in the Elvis end. Looks like there's about 500 people jumping up and down all at once. Now, Mason have got a free kick on the right-hand side of the area. Probably about 30 yards from goal. You would think it's too far to shoot from here. And certainly Sam Corn's free kicks so far this season haven't offered a great deal of encouragement to suggest that he'll shoot. There's a two-man wall there. It's a fair amount of a goal to aim at if he does fancy a dig from here. And here comes Korn floating that towards the back side of the area. Might fall for Sam Bone. Sam Bone shoots, but it's charged down. I thought that was on target. But uh, Stevenish can counter now, and Mason are in trouble here. There's two against one. And uh, I think that was offside, but the flag has stayed down. It could be a chance for a great save by Lucas Kovalan. It was Kane Hemmings who was the player who was uh, breaking free and Sam Bone has been booked for something I think that he said to the referee there. 
Um, I've got to say, I thought Hemmings was about half a yard offside. And that was a great chance for Stevenage. The flag stayed down. You have to say the linesman, the assistant referee on that far side, was up with play there. And instead, Stevenage have got a corner here. 62 and a half minutes gone here at Watman Way. Stevenage trying to get back into this game. Looks like it's going to be White that takes the corner. Goes towards the far side of the area. Awkward in the area. Flashing right across the box. And Wonjow Smith can whack it clear as far as Seoul. And Seoul really needed to hold on to that. Stevenage have got it back and then they've given it away. Burns has just uh, sliced that into no man's land, really. Now, if Reynolds can find Wonjow Smith, which he uh, probably won't do with that pass, Mason might have had a chance there. So a frantic couple of minutes here. All stemming from that shot from Sam Bone, which was charged down. And now there could uh. be a chance for Stephen. It should be the equaliser here, surely. It's Reed into the area, squares it for White, and White will shoot over the bar. Absolute sixes and sevens at the back there for Maidstone and Stevenage. It's bizarre now. I don't know what, he there. should have had a shot. I don't know why he, he kind of. It's like almost like he couldn't get the ball out from under his feet, and Maidstone recovered themselves. And when the when the ball did come to Harvey White on the edge of the six-yard box, he just blasted it over. Yeah, well, it was weird, wasn't it? It's almost like he tried to curl it into the top corner, and uh, he didn't miss by much. But Maidstone been riding their luck in the last couple of minutes here. Stevenage have wasted two glorious chances to draw level here. As it is, Maidstone are still 1-0 ahead. Uh, the warning light is flickering here. They might have to make a couple of changes fairly soon. It looks like Izenalim is going to come on. So Bone goes over and he's fouled. Maidstone will have a free kick. Hemmings is not happy with the decision. I think Mason need to make a change fairly soon because they're in uh, a bit of danger of getting overrun on the counter-attack here. It looks like they're going to take the free kick first. There is a huge amount of noise coming from both sides of the ground now as the ball is floated towards the edge of the area. Hoyt is first to the second ball and it'll break kindly for Sam Korn who cuts one way, then another. He's in out wide to Reynolds. Reynolds does well to get them back to Sam Corner. I thought he'd done well. Referee disagrees. And uh, Stephen each have a free kick just inside their own half. So is Edelim is going to come on and it looks like Liam Soul, I think, is going to go off. I wonder if he's been carrying an injury. He doesn't look like he's uh, Yeah, he's uh, last couple of minutes he's that ball that was played out there normally he's got a very good first touch he just ball just got away he just maybe looks like he's hobbling a little bit there but yeah it does look like he's limping a bit and um, I think that's been fairly apparent as Mason have been caught out a couple of times on the counter in the last few minutes so his end limb is going to come on assume he'll slot in on the left hand side whether he goes in front of Kipriano or not we, uh, we'll wait and see He's got to be wary in Maystone because recently they've uh, conceded goals quickly after making a substitution while they adjust. So, so Sweeney heads that one forward looking for Reed. Reed shoots, but that one's going to go about the yard over the bar. 
was uh, a bit of smart footwork initially by Reed to carve himself just half a yard of space there, but he did seem to be rather under that, and that was always going over the bar. So Kovalan with the goal kick for Maidstone. Sixty-six and a half minutes gone here. Maidstone United won. Stevenage nil in the third round of the FA Cup. Fowler will sky that one high in the air. Reynolds was underneath it, but it's broken for Reed. Hoyt challenges him. Good strong tackle by Gavin Hoyt there, and now Reynolds is fouled by Reed. Just inside Stevenage territory, so Maidstone are going to have a free kick around about ten yards from the touchline. 10 yards from the halfway line. Reynolds was the player that was brought down after he got through a couple of challenges there. And Fowler is the player who's going to take the free kick here. So Fowler is lining this one up. Cipriano calling for it on the far side of the area. Fowler, it's like he's aiming towards that space, but uh, Stevenage can counter here. Uh, Bone is oh dear. Mason slightly getting away with it there. As it looks like Thompson, I think, was breaking down the right-hand side. Mason were about to get caught out. Bone's uh, challenge has just sort of flicked up yeah. and hit Thompson on the hand. Yeah, it did. And he just right in front of the referee as well. And he uh, blew up immediately there, right on the halfway line. You talk about needing a bit of luck in these games. Mason uh, have certainly had a little bit in the last few minutes or so. As it is, they've got a free kick here, which Greenwich is going to take. Greenwich will knock that one looking for his Enelim on the left-hand side. And it's cleared by Stevenage. And now Cipriano and Greenwich rather getting each other's way there. Stevenage getting possession back. And uh, here's Freeman for the visitors. Rolling it out wide to Wildin, back to Freeman. Freeman forward, intercepted by Bone, who is having a really good game in the Maidstone midfield. Chipped out of play, a cheer goes up as it's headed by somebody in the main stand here. Two balls on the field now, so there's going to be a little bit of a break in play. And it's going to be Wildin to take the throw for Steven, it's roughly 10 yards inside Mason territory, maybe slightly further advanced than that. And then throws it short to Hemmings. Hemmings rolls it back to Piagiani. Sweeney now for Stevenage on his return to Maidstone, Dan Sweeney, after uh, several seasons away. run forward that played into Reed could be a chance for Stevenage to get a crossing on the far side Freeman gets a yard of space good ball into the area might fall for a red and white shirt here enormous amount of confusion in the area it's eventually hacked clear Roger Smith goes down looking for a foul he's not going to get one this time as uh, Van Kooten tries to play that one into the area and it's intercepted by George Fowler Piagiani in possession, rolls it back to Dan Sweeney. And, uh, it's just played out of play by Freeman on the far side there. Mason won't complain about that at all. 
Yeah, it's all steamage now, though, Fred, isn't it? It's, it's playing it as if it's like the last five minutes of the game, but we've yeah. still got 20 minutes to go here. Yeah, uh, they're going to have to do something, I think. Definitely back to the wall. Change the tactics slightly. It's, uh, they might hold out against Stevenage if they continue to make unforced errors, like the couple that they've just made. But, uh, it is going to be a very long 20 minutes plus stoppage time at this rate. Ball goes out of play on the far side into the Millennium Park, but uh, not near any of the supporters that happen to be there. Kovlan's down here. Lucas Kovalan has gone down. So Harley Earl is going to have to get warmed up if there's a problem here. It'd be a big blow if uh, Kovalan can't continue. It's like he's been treated for some sort of side strain or something. But, uh, hoping that it's one of those situations where the sides have just agreed that they need a tactical injury at this point so that both sets of players can take on some fluids and that there's nothing more serious than that. Yeah, midway through the second half here now. So I'm looking over to the far side to see if Harley Earl is warming up. Harley Earl is warming up over there. Yeah, so Harley Earl is getting ready to come on if needed. And wouldn't that be a story if... Uh, he had to play out the final 20 minutes or so. Looks like Kovalan's got some sort of strain, I think. So he's just receiving a kind of, it's like a massage, if you like. A bit of physio going on in the area. He's back to his feet, and I think he's going to be okay. Just doing a few stretches there, Kovalan. Yeah. To hope that that hasn't uh, hindered his ability to move too much. So when we do get underway here, we are going to have a throw-in to Maidstone, which is going to be taken by Harry Cipriano on the far side. Riley Court now warming up on the far side for Maidstone as well. Cipriano hurls that one forward, looking for Sol Wonja Smith. It's headed clear partially, and our player can't control that one so it goes out of play for a Stevenage throw which is won by Kiprianu and Zenlim is uh, well he's given away a free kick there just in front of the Maidstone bench just can't get hold of the ball at the moment Maidstone just need to get a little passage of play going here just relieve this little bit of this pressure yeah it's uh, it's when the ball goes out of play that Maidstone are relieving the pressure at the moment they're not really keeping it for any length of time there's a free kick to Stevenage just in front of the Maidstone bench, it's chipped towards the edge of the area, heading down, could be a chance here, and it's going to hit the bar, and it's been cleared off the line. Somehow, Maidstone have got away with one there. Ball was played into the area, it's hit the crossbar, and somehow, Maidstone have managed to scramble that one clear. I'm not quite sure how, Nigel. No, you said we need a little bit of luck to win any of these FA Cup ties, and... Uh, Mason certainly had a little bit of luck there. Was a Into the area again, still not been cleared. It might fall for White. White has uh, lost possession to Corner. Corner just punts that downfield to Solomon Jow Smith to chase. And he's got Reynolds if he can find him. Uh, so his pass is blocked by Finlay Burns on that left-hand side. It was just a chance opening up there for Maidstone. This is the other thing you know, we were saying. Stephen is definitely having a good spell here but they do still look vulnerable to the counter Sam Korn heading it forward heading it forward again ball bounces and Stevenage will come clear with it 
Cipriano. Wins made to throw in on that far side, which goes some way to alleviating some of the pressure here. Cipriano with the throw in for Maidstone. Just over a quarter of an hour to go here. Maidstone leading 1 0 in this third round tie in the FA Cup. Stevenage will clear it, and Hoyt is going to have to chase after that. Fowler's chasing after it as well. He's done well to get in there. Ball bounces awkwardly on the halfway line for uh, Apaya. And Bone will intercept. And Bone will now punt that one forward, looking for Reynolds. And it's been chested down by Pierre Jarni. Ashby Hammond will get the chance to pump this one downfield. Now Reed for Stevenage, laying it off to Freeman. Back to Wilding. And Piajani. Piajani will play it crossfield, looking for Van Kooten. He plays it back to Dan Sweeney. To Piajani. Plays it forward to White. White will play that one left-footed, raking ball down the field towards Cipriano, and that will go to play for a Stevenage throw-in. Roughly level with the Maidstone six-yard line on the right-hand side. If you are just joining us, welcome wherever you are in the world. Stones Live commentary on the live stream of Maidstone United against Stevenage. Currently 1-0 to Maidstone as the ball floats into the area and it's going to go out of play, is it, for a goal kick? Yes, it is. It's strong defending from Gavin Hoyt. It was slightly risky in the sense that did he just have a bit of the shirt of the attacker there as that was going in? Yeah, it looked like it, but thankfully the referee didn't see or oh. didn't see anything that warranted a... It's one of those where there'd been VAR here. might have been interesting. Yeah. So as it is, there's no real complaint from Stevenage. Headed forward by Apaya. And uh, Fowler with the flipped header. It might fall for Hemmings here. Hemmings has had to track back, giving it to Burns. Nice quick one-two between the two of them. Plays it back to Wildin. Plays it all the way back to Piajani. Piajani is intercepted by Sol. One Jao Smith and one Jao Smith has been brought down, has he? And the referee is going to give a free kick. He's going to give a yellow card to... Um, Piajani. Bonjao Smith rather theatrically protesting about the decision, thinking it probably should have been a red. I think he possibly lost it by the time it was broken. Yes, I've, I've, it was one of those, though, it could easily have been a free kick to Solwan Joe Smith. The ball kind of did get away from him a little bit there. He just kind of tried to tried to get it back again, and the referee judged it as Piajani that made the initial foul, so. Well, we're going to see a glutton I think it's a bit too far out to be a straight red. I don't. Stephen is going to make two further changes, which I believe would be the final two that they can yep. make. And it looks like Rafe Brown is going to come on for Maidstone. Who for? I'm not sure at the moment. Cipriano is just going over to the far side, but it doesn't look like he's going off. So we're just waiting to see what's happening here with these subs. They're both standing ready to come on. Sam Bowen's coming over, but he's not the player being withdrawn because he's receiving tactical instructions. I think Sol Wonjao-Smith might be going off because he's absolutely run himself into the ground here. 
And so Rafe Brown is going to come on. And that is basically going to leave Lamar Reynolds as Maidstone's main attacker. It's like Paul Appiah might be playing up front, actually. Yeah, Appiah's gone up top. So this is interesting. Fowler with a free kick. So far, but apart from Corn and Reynolds, every other player on the pitch at Mace, for Maystone at the moment is a defender, always played defence yes, at some point uh, this season. A very defensive lineup. There are 11 minutes of normal time remaining. You think there'll have to be a fair chunk of stoppage time as well here. So what was interesting about that free kick, the sheer amount of time it took for it to be taken, and the time that Wanjiao Smith went over to the time that play actually restarted it was nearly a couple of minutes that have gone by he's a Zenelim for Maidstone nearly breaking through he's uh, got past one challenge but very good defending there by Piajani just as it looked like it might break for Maidstone Piajani has done really well there to ride that challenge and uh, Stevenage have got a free kick So it's going to be taken by Ashby Hammond. There are just over 10 minutes of normal time remaining here. Maidstone lead one goal to nil in the third round of the FA Cup. Powerful header forward by Brown. Nice back flick by Reynolds, but uh, it's intercepted by Stevenage. Burns is chasing after it. It's picked up by White. Sweeney now will play that one inside. And uh, Stevenage have lost it temporarily. They've won it back again, and now White here will chip that one forward towards the edge of the area. Might break for Reed. Kipriano is on the right side of him, and Kipriano just whacks that one to the touchline for a throw-in. As we enter the five, the final ten minutes of normal time here. Ball goes back to Wilden. Wilden will play that one square to Sweeney, so it is almost like defence versus attack. It's like the as you say, the setup looks like Rafe Brown is almost playing up front here now for Maidstone. When uh, Maidstone are in an attacking formation, Brown is like on the right hand side of the attack. Not the position I would think he's too familiar with playing. But, uh, and Enzalim sort of on the left side as well. Yeah. Throw in for Stevenage on the far side. Hurled in. Towards the edge of the area, bounces and it'll drift out of play for Kipriano. We'll just see that one out for a goal kick. And Maystone could just chalk away another few seconds. Kovaland back moving around nicely after that earlier problem he had. George Feller trying to G the team up, urging them to get up out the field. Gavin Hoyt's doing the same now. Yeah. This is the problem, isn't it? With Maystone at the moment, you don't see where a goal is going to come from in this in this lineup, possibly Sam Bone or Sam Korn, uh, potential scorers or Greenwich from a free kick, but does look like they're going to have to try and see this one out here. So that injury to Solomon Jao Smith as the ball bounces high in the air in midfield. Korn is underneath it, might fall for his Enlim here. Done really well there, his Enlim, to get goal side of his man. But uh, he's won a free kick there as well. Stephen in bench irate. Evans is uh, jumping off it, unhappy about something. Burns is helping his Enlim to his feet. 
and Maystone have a free kick on the left-hand side of midfield, right in front of the scoreboard here at Watman away. Scoreboard that shows pretty good reading at the moment if you're a Maystone fan. Yeah, at the moment. Shows 1-0 to Maystone. Cipriano with the free kick taken towards the right-hand side of the area. Doesn't quite fall for a Maidstone player. It's a might do here. Piagiani with the uh, interception. It's going to go out of play for a throw into Stevenage right by their corner flag. And I think it's fair to say everybody is getting quite nervous around this ground now. Oliver Ash jumping up and down in front of us. Jumping up and down on the spot. He is very nervous. As, uh, well, he might be. Stephen is hurling that one forward. It's going to bounce for the substitute, McDonald's. Sam Bone has done really well to pick that one out. Now Bone has chipped that one forward for Reynolds. And Reynolds can now try and hold that up on the edge of the area for Brown. Brown now in the right wing slot. Rolls that or tries to roll it into Reynolds. And Reynolds is claiming he was held there. It's not been given by either the assistant referee or the man in the middle. You can see what he was trying to do, can't yeah. he? He's trying to roll it into his path. Sweeney punting that one downfield on the right-hand side of midfield to the substitute McDonald's. Ball will go out of play for a Maston throw-in. Sam Bone is out there really geeing the troops up. Sam Bone doesn't look out of place at this level at all, I have to say. He's one of those players, he's from Maidstone, he's happy to be playing here. A bit like uh, Joe Piggott when we had him a few years back. Is Sam Corn from Maidstone, the offside flag goes up. And uh, Sam Corn, I'm afraid, was offside there. But uh, free kick has been given beforehand for an earlier foul. So Maidstone have actually done pretty well out of that. Yep. Because Corn had just broken slightly too early. So if the referee had played on, that would have been a free kick to Stevenage. As it is, it's going to be a free kick to Maidstone on the left-hand side of midfield. Roughly level with the edge of the D. Harry Cipriano will take it. Maidstone are not throwing bodies forward at all at this point. There are maybe four amber shirts in the area. Cipriano is lining it up. He's got a pyre on the left if he wants him. He's going to roll that in, looking for a cross, but uh, it's headed clear. And now Cipriano has to put that one out of play on the far side. So with just under five minutes of normal time remaining here, Maidstone not exactly clinging on, but um, certainly not comfortable as uh, Reynolds nearly mugs Piagiani in possession there and doesn't quite do it. And now Wilden does really well to ride a couple of challenges there from Maidstone players. Greenwich punts that one forward for Reynolds to chase, but it's easily dealt with by Ashby Hammond in the end. And now Stevenage come forward on the left-hand side, and now there's an interruption because somebody who I think we might describe as a moron has jumped in front of the Stevenage supporters and has caused a delay here. And he's going to be arrested. And uh, I've no idea who that man is, but hopefully he's going to be taken into a police cell somewhere. 
and he'll stay there for the rest of the evening and possibly longer as uh, Sam Bone tries to clear that one downfield. Sweeney picks it up for Stevenage. And Ashby Hammond has it. Ashby Hammond will knock this one long, looking for the Stevenage number nine. Elliot Lifts could be a chance for Reed here, crossed into the area. Greenwich will clear that one, but only as far as Burns. Burns has got Wilded on the outside if he can find him. Back to Burns. Back to Pierre Gianni. Dan Sweeney for Stevenage, knocking that one forward, intercepted by Harry Kiprianu. Van Kooten will uh, intercept it. Mason Clare being fouled there. Reynolds was clearly being impeded, but the referee didn't see it. Now the stewards are moving in to make sure that nobody else gets onto the pitch in the closing stages here. The Korn will whack that one downfield. It could have been a clever play that by Korn because it was going out of play. There was no way he was going to be able to get that in. But he has punted that one downfield just to waste a few more seconds. Now Steven Echave throw in on the left-hand side. And Wilden comes inside to White. Thompson now, got a bit of space on the right-hand side. Van Kooten forward to the number seven, Alexander McDonald. Is it back to Van Kooten? Zips that pass in, and it's gone out of play. A huge cheer goes up here at Watman Way as the Stevenish player on the far side fails to keep that in. And the referee is just telling Kovalan that he's wise to uh, Mason's game management here. Yeah, the ball boys are not quite so active over there now. Perhaps they come from your school of ball <laughs> boy and just been told to sit on your hands. Just on the off chance that Derek Richardson is uh, listening to us here, all watching us somewhere in the world. Derek, we learned it all from you back in the day in the 80s when uh, he was one of the best goalkeepers, certainly one of the best non-league goalkeepers in the country. That's an absolute hack forward there by... Uh, but now how is it... Quite how he's given that as a corner, I don't know. It must have been a deflection that I didn't see. Uh, Stevenish player has absolutely hammered that one forward. It must have deflected off a Mason shirt. And uh, Stevenish have got a corner as we enter the final minute of normal time here. It's going to be taken by White. Goes towards the penalty spot, headed up in the air by Brown. There's an infringement. Stevenish player has uh, fouled a Mason player, so it's going to be a free kick. And I think pretty much everybody now is waiting to find out how much stoppage time there is going to be here. And however long it is, it's going to seem like an eternity. Maidstone have got 30 seconds of normal time left here. They're on the cusp of the fourth round for the first time in their history, but it's going to feel like an eternity in these closing stages here. As Kovaland punts that one downfield. Sam Korn tries to get that through to his end limit. Send of his fouls. And the order that free kick is cheered almost as loudly as a goal would have been here by the Maystone fans. And the clock ticks over to 90. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen the board go up yet, so we don't know how long we're going to have to hold out here. And we think it's going to be at least four or five minutes, but Maystone's got a free kick inside the Stevenage half. 
Sam Bone is going to take it, or he thinks about taking it. Referee is uh, wise to the time-wasting tactic. Ball goes to the far side of the area where Paul Apaya will pick it up, and Apaya will go to the byline. Apaya will try and cross it. Piajani intercepts. Stephen Israel will try and hack that one clear, and it'll go out of play for a goal kick. Four. So, four minutes for Maidstone to hold out here. may have heard the announcement, it might break for White on the left-hand side, the ball is knocked forward, Fowler is after it, Fowler is going to try and buy a free kick, and Fowler does buy a free kick, and another huge cheer goes up, it's very clever that by George Fowler, it was Fowler. very clever, just planted his foot there and just got his body between the ball and the defender and uh, the momentum of the defender just took him into the back of Fowler and over he went and bought the free kick there. So, I've never, I have to say, Fred, I've never heard scenes like this at the Gallagher Stadium. Well, the only previous occasion I heard it as loud as this was the, uh, the last time that Maidstone played Stevenage all those years ago, just after Franny Collin had scored. That was very late in that particular game. Both sets of players look dead on their feet here, actually. Maidstone have got a throw in on the right-hand side of goal. Approximately 10 yards from the halfway line. And it's all or nothing now, really, for Maidstone. They're either going to win or they're going to feel like they've had their insides kicked in. It's a, it's a very scrappy bit of play in the middle of the field. Stevenage win the ball. Thompson will pick it up and try to spread play down the right-hand side. The ball is played forward to the number nine, Elliot List. There's a chance, perhaps, for Stevenage to cross here with McDonald, the sub. McDonald has been forced backward by Kipriano. Kipriano to Burns. Ball coming into the area here. Fowler heads that one clear. Corn is running after it. Corn is just going to try and play that off. Piajani. He's done really well there as Sam Corn. Whacks it downfield, looking for Lamar Reynolds. But the ball has gone out of play for a Stevenage throw-in. So Stevenage are going to get the chance to mount at least one more attack here. By my calculations, we have 70 seconds of time remaining. Fowler with a header. Thompson. Back to Weldon. Into the final minute. Stevenage on the edge of the area. It might fall for uh, McDonald. McDonald puts a cross in. Bone heads it clear. Apaya has got to try and get underneath that without giving away a free kick. He's done so. Burns is coming after it. Good strong challenge by Brown now. Brown can cross that one forward. But all Brown could do, because he doesn't have an outlet there, is just give it to Ashby Hammonds. Every clearance now is being cheered like a goal. But Ashby Hammond is going to pick that one up, so Ashby Hammond will knock that one forward. Mason looking to win the header here. Corn is just going to have to hack that one downfield. Listen to the cheers as the ball goes into the corner. Stevenage are going to run out of time if they're not careful here. Ashby Hammond puts that one downfield. Bone underneath it, Sam Corn. Looking up in the air. Yes! He's done it! He's done it! United! Unbelievable! Oh. <laughs> History makers! 
Maidstone United into the fourth round for the first time in their history. They've never done it before. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 50 years of age. I have never seen Maidstone United get into the fourth round of the FA Cup. I never thought I would. I honestly never thought I would, and they've done it here today. The final score, Maidstone United won. Stevenage nil. There are absolute scenes out there on the pitch. Oh. Nigel, how the hell do you sum that up? <laughs> well, I'll do you sum it up. Oh, it was a proper back to the wall performance there in the second half. Hit made, uh, Stevenage hit the crossbar. Matt Coughlin made a couple of good one-on-one -on -one saves. That little bit of luck that we said on commentary that you need to win games like this. We had players down. We had, at one point at the end there, we had virtually every player that was on there was a defender. You know, it was a proper back to the wall performance, but it's there. Maystone have done it, it's 1-0, we're in the full throw of the FA Cup, soak it in Maystone fans. We've had a bit of luck there, you have we to had say, do, we, we do. a bit of luck. But you need that little bit of luck. Do you care? No, no not, not a jot. Slightly. The um, history books will show that Maystone United beat Stevenage for the second time in the FA Cup, 1-0. And uh, just to put that into a bit of perspective, so in all the years when Maystone were considered one of the top non-league teams in the country throughout the 80s under Barry Watling and Bill Williams, known as the Manchester United of non-league football at the time. Only slightly ironically, it has to be said, they never took us to the fourth round of the FA Cup. No once did we get that far. We got close on a couple of occasions. We gave Charlton a scare, we gave Sheffield United a scare. We've never ever got this far. And uh, I am just thrilled for everybody in the ground here for Terry Casey, for Oliver Ash, the owners, for all of the supporters, for George Elacobi, who has been fantastic during his FA Cup run. And um, I want to say a quick word for Jay Saunders as well, for everything that he did for us and all yep. those sort of years that he got the club back up to the conference, got us back to this level. So just a moment to remember him too. And um, you think all the way back to Stenning Town at the start of yeah, the I, uh, run. I was thinking that there towards the end of the second half. Connor and I were, were basically commentating on a, on, the, on a bench at Stenning Town. You know, it was their big day and now it's Maystone's big day and, and yeah. the opportunity of more to come as George just comes out and takes the applause down in front of us, takes his cap off. And he absolutely deserves that as well. Absolutely. It is it's just under a year since he became the sort of part-time manager of Maidstone and it was under very very difficult circumstances yep. very tough towards the end of last season and the club stuck by him he stuck by the club they recruited patiently very carefully over the summer didn't kind of make any marquee signings if you like they've recruited very well and they're now reaping their rewards for what they've done and as we say We've had a bit of luck this afternoon. We have. You deserve that luck in the end, don't you? Of course you, you do. It's the magic of the FA Cup, you know. Stephen, he only dropped out of the, the League One playoffs for the first time on New Year's Day this season, you know. They've been in the playoffs, in that in playoff positions all season, you know. They only lost to Portsmouth. They took Portsmouth, who were leading the championship, you know. Not the, the League One, sorry. They're leading League One. They took them, run them close on box today. And that's, that's not forget you know at this stage last year Stevenage were beating Aston Villa at Villa Park you yeah. know they've got a pedigree in the FA Cup themselves it's not too they beat Newcastle in the FA Cup yep. not that long ago and um, really is an absolutely historic day here Mason 
never before have got to the fourth round of the FA Cup. I never thought I'd be here to see it, but I am. We're looking at uh, huge numbers of people on the pitch at the moment as well. They might be just like the last time we beat Stevenage here. Yep. So, I think we all need a drink, actually, Nigel. Oh. Um, just going to ask you for your final thoughts before we uh, sum up here. Well, yeah, like you said, you know, we all said, didn't we, you know, when the draw was made for the third round in the FA Cup, that, you know, we got Stevenage. Everybody was sort of like, oh, you know, it's only Stevenage. But, you know, it's a winnable game. We, 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 we've rode our luck, yes. But, you know, and what we have done, we've given our chance again. You know, surely this time we will get that big draw we want, you know. Well, yeah. you'd like to think so, but oh. uh, who knows? It could be but it, but if it, they beat Sheffield United. Could well be, but, you know, it'll be the fourth round of the FA Cup, you know. Wherever it is, it, it's going to be history for Maystone United and... It's just, it's just wonderful. It's just, you know. It's been an absolutely brilliant afternoon here so far at Mason United. So it just remains for me to say, on behalf of myself, Fred Atkins, my co-commentator and producer, Nigel Seeger, our statistician, Sean Skurr, who helped provide all the background info this afternoon, the cameraman, John Gooch, everybody at the club, thank you very much for joining us today. See you in the next round. Come on, you stones.